Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. What does that actually even really mean? Well, I was going to ask you guys, how do you feel about the death and rebirth of our Lord Jesus Christ? Um, mixed. Yeah. Which like... bit are you mixed on? What what bit are you positive? Death. What bit are you negative? Sad. Yeah, yeah. Birth. Yay! Yay! What about the following? What about the subsequent death? Because he obviously died again yeah, after what's the that? rebirth. Right? What happened? What happened? He only came back for like a day or something, right? Or, uh, That's shit, isn't it? Hour? That's a bit Half shit. hour or something? Was, was it hour. a half hour? I don't actually know, to be honest. Do you think that in actuality they incorrectly called time of death and he was just mm-hmm. quite unwell and then he actually did, you know, shuffle off? He was quite bit. unwell from multiple stabbings yeah. and lashings. He was feeling a bit under the weather. I forgot that's how he died. <laughs> I well, forgot he died that's how and then he they died. Checked. They checked yeah. him by stabbing him to see if water came out of his lungs or something really yeah is he dead i don't know stab him and find out stab him yeah he's dead if he wasn't he is now <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't think i believe in jesus uh, i don't think i i do yeah but not I believe he was a man. Well, I believe that the uh, the historical consensus amongst historians and people who consents um, is that he was indeed a historical figure. Is that interesting? Yeah. And that's kind of it. Is this I coming out in like man. May or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it is. Yeah. I Did you have fish on Friday? Did you have fish? Um, no, I had... No. Uh, Same. Well, no, I, I had a vegetarian curry on Friday. Is, oh. That's closer to fish than meat, though, isn't it? 
Oh uh, yes, no, it's not. I it's think not. it is. I think it no. is. I think if you've got meat, if you've got meat eater, pescatarian, vegetarian, then a vegetarian curry is is closer to fish than it is to meat. You'd have to skip over fish entirely to get to meat. Yeah, but fish Adam is still gets, Adam is Adam is fully understanding my logic. Fish is still here. a slaughtered animal. No, which no. is no. more close to it's meat. It's not. It's no. not. It's not. It's fished, isn't it? <laughs> It's it's fish. It's a fish animal, it's isn't it? Yeah, and also, true, yeah. uh, Steve, Steve, is a fish an animal? Yep. Well, yes. I'm not on board with <laughs> it, sure, whatever though? leap of yep. logic yep. this is. <laughs> no, are you sure? Are, are you going to go by the podcast? There's no such thing as a fish. Is that? It's the a whole... fish, isn't it? Well, yeah. What? What? <laughs> is it's not a, an animal? Is it? Is a, what? Fish. Is a pig an animal? <laughs> That's a pig. Oh. Okay, so there are no animals. Yeah, there is. Oh, there's the, that drummer from the Muppets. That's the one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. What Hello, and the guy, and, and the, and nearly, the guy. I nearly, the, nearly did. We nearly, nearly got out nearly. on a good one. We nearly, nearly. got out on a good one. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. guy in the guy in uh, Home Alone, he needs to keep his change as well. He's an animal. Yeah. Filthy one, if anything. Is that yeah. the one we're going out on, is it? That's the one, I think. All right, then. Yeah, go on. Fine. Hello. Welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. You join us in season four, which is called Is It Rad in Your Head? A critical analysis of the history, cultural impact, and music of Radiohead. Radiohead! We're going through their entire career album by album, track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season we are, of course, asking, is it rad in your head? To be clear, we're asking, is it rad in your head in regards to the band Radiohead, not is it rad in your head in regards to this, the fourth season of our podcast, which is called Is It Rad in Your Head, and which is now In Your Head. I'm Adam Scott Glassball. I'm the first part of a film trilogy, setting the scene and introducing the characters. I love the artistry, the emotion, and also the context that surrounds music. With me, as always, is someone who said they don't care about art or talking about art and doesn't often relate personally to music. And it's the second part of a film trilogy, typically weaker, but also much darker in tone. It's, of course, Lucas Way. I am Empire Strikes Back. In the middle of that, we have someone who can appreciate context, art and subject matter, is just learning how to convey that in the form of words and is a legacy sequel made 30 years after the first film with a questionable use of de-aging technology. It's Steve Murphy. Hey, man. How's it going? You're like a CGI version of an actor who's passed away. Yeah, I, well, I'm, yeah, I'm like that. Or I'm, uh, I look we- a bit young, but I'm hunched and I'm trying to kick a guy, but I can't really kick him very well. <laughs> like it's a bit obvious I'm slow 17. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. not 20 anymore. Yeah. yeah. What other examples are there of the Empire Strikes Back thing that I just mentioned? What is the Empire? Well, there's the Empire. The thing that back. you just told, Tem- the whole thing you described, the slightly well, darker. Temple of Doom, but then that is a pre. That's a prequel, but it's the second in a trilogy. But it's the second in a trilogy. It's prequel. It's prequel. But it's a sequel. Shut up. But it's also I, I not a trilogy like you, anymore. So I feel like you could make an argument for Avengers: Infinity War because you just forget about the second Avengers film. But don't right. forget, I also said typically weaker, which the Empire Strikes Back doesn't really. Doesn't Worst really... Star Wars film, in my opinion. That's mm. ever. Yeah. Why? It can't oh. match solo, can it? Let's oh. be honest. Oh, dear. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, listeners. And you two. How are you? I'm solo. Oh, are you not feeling very good? Yeah, what's that? No, I'm, fe- I'm feeling all right. I'm okay, I've had two roast dinners in, in one day. Well, not as in, it, within a 24-hour window. Within a, yeah. yeah. No, I slept. It depends where you start rows. the day, isn't it? I think you should try and keep up that two-to-one ratio and try and have a third in 48 hours and a fourth yeah. in... 72. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't have to have a roast tomorrow. I don't know. When did the clock reset? Uh, the clock reset at, let's say, uh, 2.30 yesterday. Mm. Mm. 
So two thirty yesterday in the afternoon, I started the clock. I had a roast at about three. Yeah. Right? I was eating a roast today by one thirty. So you need to have so a roast within... by two thirty tomorrow. Yeah. Breakfast. Oh fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Me. I'm going into the office tomorrow, so it's going to be quite difficult. Well, Breakfast in the office. Yeah, you figure it out. You can figure it out. We are going through the entire discography of Dream Viewers Radiohead, and today, well, we've we've wrapped up the band's main discography. So we're going to dig into a couple of the subsequent Tom York releases in order to get a little closer to answering the question, what's music? Again, you're saying what's music, which really upsets me. I don't know why. I think it's just nice. It's just quicker. It's quicker. We don't have what's to... What's music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A music podcast. Well, let's, let's start. Okay, we'll do three, two, one, and we'll both yeah. say... You okay. say what is music, and I'll say yeah, yeah. what's music, and yeah, we'll yeah, see yeah. which is quicker. Okay. And I'll do a shorter one. I'll do yeah, a yeah. shorter okay. one. What are you going to do? I've, you're here. We'll move. Okay, right. Three, two, one. What's music? Music what is music. You're right. I, I think. I think. Well, the thing is, is the delay when we don't really have mm. any sort of like. Shall I time it? Yeah. Hang on. Let me. Okay. Uh, let me get my. I still. Th- I think mine was quicker though, because mine's just music. It might be. You'd, well, get your timer out. Let's see. Um, Stop watch. Right. Uh, it's, right, it's, it's quick. Here we go. Are we ready? Hang on. Yeah. Ready? What's music? Nor point music. Nor point three six seconds, guys. Nor point three six seconds. That's incredible. Mine took right. six minutes. <laughs> Not sorry. Is that zero point three six? Yeah, right. yeah. Music. Oh, 0.11. no one's beating the zero point one one. No one's beating that. Just do a quick. What is music, though, Steve? With your timer, just so we can we can double check. Okay. I would like to know if it's you know if what's music is any any quicker. Right. Just bear with me a second. What, what do I want? To stop. Is watch? this staying in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Am I trying to do it quick or just doing it normal? Yeah, no. Do it like just do it normal. Like what is music? Okay, you know. What is music? Oh, it's 0.91. That's so long. (laughs) Mine's a third, a third of the time. Incredible music. What do you think? What a shit episode. What do you think? What what, what do you think music is? Uh, The soundtrack to a film that no one's heard of. You've never heard of Suspiria. Which version? Yes. It's one of the most famous horror movies ever made. Yes. Okay, of course. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that you say you love movies but haven't heard any of the most famous movies ever made. Steve, what do you think what do you think music is? I think music is a dawn chorus. Sure. Yeah, that's not bad. I don't mind that. So Because it literally is. Music. No, you didn't need to follow I up. I, we nice all got it. Now we all got you've it. You kind of oh. Unbelievable. Uh, Once again, we're going to have to play a little bit fast and loose with the timeline, guys. Okay. Okay. We left Radiohead in 2021. Do you remember that? With the release of of Kid A Manesia. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But to explore the side stuff, we've got to go back a little, okay, to the tour for a moonshake pool in 2016, at which point Tom is asked by the filmmaker, Luca Guadagnino, if he would be so kind as to write the music for his next film. So, Luca Guadagnino, you'll have heard of one of these films, Lucas, I swear to God. You'll know it by title, at the very Suspiria. least. No. <laughs> He'd made okay. I Am Love, which is not, it's not the one. No, it's not the one. A Bigger Splash. It's not the one. Not the, not the one. And he made Call Me By Your Name. I mean, I 
in the loosest of sense, I'm aware that a film with that name <laughs> yes. exists. Good. Okay, I think it was up for Oscars and stuff. Uh, he he had made that uh, a couple of years before, but he, his next project, for which he wanted Tom York, would be a remake or reimagining of the 1970s Italian horror film Suspiria. And Tom obviously said, "No, I don't want to do that." Um, and then Luca Guadagnino spends a few months going, please, 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 and then we get the soundtrack album, which is called Suspiria, music for the Luca Guadagnino film. It's released on the 26th of October 2018, the same day the film was released. Just in time for Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> it's 25 tracks and 80 minutes long. Good length. Yeah, <laughs> great like it's 80 minutes. Um, it was produced by Tom York and Sam Petz Davies. No, Nigel Godrich on this one, guys. It's the first time we've been without Godders for a little while. Um, the artwork, the artwork's done by Stanley Donwood, Dr. Dr. Chalk, and the elusive Agnes F. Oh. oh. It's Beverly Hills Cop. It's Tom's oh. daughter. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of Axel F. Oh, that's, that's okay. what we were thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Um, he continued working with the London Contemporary Orchestra and Choir, who were obviously, you know, we touched on in depth because they were involved in the sessions for a min shaped pool. Uh, took a year and a half, and Tom started like initially from just the script and completed a lot of like the tone pieces before shooting had even started, which meant that Guadagnino could then play the music whilst they were filming the scenes and whilst they were making the film. And there's like this really nice sort of symbiotic relationship, which was then furthered because Tom was then sent rushes from the set and then wrote further music to the images that were coming from the set. Some of which, I'm going to assume that neither of you has seen the film, are very, very disturbing. (laughs) It's got some very grimagery uh, in this uh, this film. from what I understand, at least in the original one, is that it's very beautifully shot, but extremely violent. But so therefore, you're watching these like horrible murders take place, but it looks good. Am I right? The original, yeah, the original is very yeah. vibrant and very colourful. And actually, the the colour palette in the remake is like really, really pared down. It's quite austere in many ways. But the violence is very. Anyone who's seen it will know the scene where there's a girl dancing and, and as she dances, her body sort of contorts and you watch bones come out of her skin and she contorts Yay. into like a little sort of like the sphere of a person. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really horrible. Um, but obviously he's working, you know, within the bounds of the fact that this is this is a remake. And so he deliberately didn't try to emulate the very famous, the, the, the iconic score for the original film by by the artist Goblin. Uh, he also probably didn't want the uh, so you know, his own the comparison. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so instead, he looked to Blade Runner, uh, music yeah. concrete artists like he had done for Fair Happier, and to bands like Can and Faust, the kind of artists that would have been around at the time and in the setting of the film, because the film had been transported to 1970s Berlin. Um, and the score, and therefore the soundtrack album, 
it's kind of a mixed bag of stuff, I think. I know you guys haven't heard the whole thing. I tried to give you some different bits and pieces. There's a traditional score uh, with things like strings and choirs and stuff. And then there's little piano sketches. There's some, like, dark ambient work. There's choral pieces. And then there are, quite weirdly, for a score or for a soundtrack, just some straight-up Tom York songs. Yeah. Yeah. Odd. Odd choice. Well, I mean, we'll get to it. I mean, it's not, I suppose, if you're going to get Tom York on, like, if he just did synths and choirs, you'd be like, well, you may as well get your money out of him. I think that's what I was expecting, though. I mean, the the songs that we have are um, interesting, and they're interestingly used in the film. I mean, one of them is just, I believe it's the opening credits song. Right. With shots of the... uh, of the school and everything, like what, like so. So Tom took the the idea and the theme of the film, and I, again, you haven't seen it, but it's about a coven of witches that are operating inside a Berlin dance school. Um, I got that from lyrics. Yeah, yeah, you will. Um, yeah, and he he likened the process of creating this music to making spells. Yeah, and, uh, did he? he? He structured some of it like pop songs, taking influence from like Ennio Morricone, who used to do that with his scores. Um, I think I think the most compelling stuff is is also the stuff that is most like songs. Uh, but there's some other little sort of uh, gems on there. We focus on a few things. The first of which is probably the highlight of the the whole thing, uh, which is because it's song. one of the ones that's most like a song. Yeah, because it's a song. It's just a, it's just a really <laughs> it's a Tom nice, York song. It's just a it? nice Tom York song. It's called Suspirium. could listen to that literally all day yeah. uh tom york good piano player yeah yeah tom york good singer yeah whack a flute on it stick yeah. a bit of flute yeah. on it that's, yeah. rare. that's a rare that's very rare for a radiohead or radiohead adjacent item to have a bit of flute first time they've ever used a flute that's wow. the, in any the, in any existence the first appearance of a flute uh on this season tom cruise would be happy wouldn't he absolutely lovely he would, he would, yeah. Piano sounds, piano sounds a bit Muse-esque. I reckon he's taking influence there, as always. But yeah. it, does, it does a little bit, doesn't it? Boom, 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 boom. I even put, like, so did you say, is this the one you think is over the 
credit yeah, at the start. So, yeah. Because I've, I've, I've even said, like, this sounds like a main, quote unquote, I'm doing quote fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This sounds like a main theme because it's fingers. the most like a song. It doesn't <laughs> sound like something that's like over a scene. It just sounds like the theme to the film. Yeah, yeah. Some and establishing kind of, shots. It, it kind that. of is. It, it, it sounds like someone playing in a dance studio for people to dance to. You know, like you have the guy who's sat in the corner on the piano and all the dancers are, you know, all of that stuff. Um, yeah. And he sings, this is a waltz, thinking about our bodies. Uh, oh, it's so good. It's, I don't really have loads to say about it other than it's just uh, really, really beautiful. Um, but it's just nice to hear Tom and a piano always. It's a bit of a treat, isn't it? Because you think, oh, yeah, he is a great songwriter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not all just business and bleeps. Um, and just like the raw songwriting is, is great. Um, like the lyrics seem quite vague but there's a lot of metaphors about being bathed in heat and a lot of stuff about spinning the stip spinning was all around the waltz stuff i guess and imagining but like if it's a film about witches i imagine people burn alive in this movie and i imagine bathed in heat has got something it's, to do with uh, that there might be some burning there might be some exploding <laughs> some <laughs> if people, you get burned alive you might be a witch <laughs> there, towards um, the end of the film some spoilers some people explode but oh, not great. in like an explosion they yeah. just explode Great! I love it. I love when people explode. Oh, Lucas loves that. He yeah. loves it. He loves He's it. He's always he mentioning that. Actually, um, is the darkness ours to take? Is a very beautiful sentiment. Even though I don't fully know what it means, but when I hear it, well, it they're talking about stealing me. CDs, aren't they? Okay, I I knew it. I've got written here. Lucas will make a darkness joke mm. because it's every time. It's every big thumbs, thumbs up. up from Lucas. <laughs> yes, up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> big thumbs up, big victory sip of the tea. <laughs> I'd I'd really love uh, a solo album that was just Tom York with a piano and an acoustic guitar, and that's all he can use. He limits. We've, we've himself said that to before, that. haven't we? Yeah, we've said yeah. that things like songs like Videotape, uh, and there was another one that was better <laughs> when it was when it was just piano. There's a bunch of them that fog. Yeah, great. Get yeah fog. Yeah. Uh, Spinning uh, plates. True love, true love waits. The the other like there's a version of that isn't there that's just piano. Mm. Stuff like that, man. I'd be all over it. I'd love that. I'd Stuff like Batman. That. Stuff like Batman. Well, speaking of Batman, yeah. We, was that intentional? Was that a segue? No. Chloe Grace Moretz is in this film. Yeah. yeah. She plays a character called P- Patricia, quote unquote. She plays Pat Batman. Hingle, right? Yeah. yeah. Pat Hingle is an actor. Yeah. Who played Commissioner Gordon in the original Batman film. Steve, oh. was that deliberate? No, but she also plays... Uh, <laughs> Did you deliberately uh, think, I know that Chloe Grisbert is in this movie and plays a character yeah. called Pat Hingle, Hingle who played whatever it was that Lucas yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, Suspiria also, quote-unquote, made absolutely nothing. It was a disaster at the box office. Huge oh, really? bomb. Huge oh. bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because Tom York, people don't rate. No, people do not want to hear Tom York music. And we've no, learned that no. throughout the series is no one, no one could give even slightly less of a shit than they already give about about Tom. It's funny, the exact opposite. I went, I was in a, I was in a HMV the other day, and uh, there was a table full of band T-shirts, and I think there was about nine T-shirts on there, and seven of them were Radiohead. Oh Do you know what that God. shows, though? It just shows that those aren't selling. Uh, no, it's because that was the table of because there was another table where you had all of your like yeah. Guns and Roses, Metallica, the ones that people would wear because they're trendy. Yeah, things. there was a different table for that. You know, mm. popular band, Radiohead. <laughs> I bought I bought a t shirt. Did you? Did, did you? No. no. Oh, okay. Good. oh, okay, good. <laughs> I asked Hannah. I said, "Should I buy this t shirt?" And she said, "No." 
And so I did. <laughs> okay. you, no, you said, Hannah, can I buy this T-shirt, please? And you yeah. said, no. Please, can I she have She said, no, money? you spent too much money today, haven't you? You bought yourself a new hat. Yeah. You spent too much money. I wonder when the hat so, would come, come on. Mm. And then you, and you need to stop, stop spending money. And so I didn't. No. I bought a new top as well. So. Oh. And some jeans. It definitely feels like the main <laughs> song uh, in a way that the other two sort of don't. The other two you could see as background music uh the first of which is called has ended That Maybe. was absolutely terrifying. Um, you can tell it's the, the soundtrack to a horror movie, can't you? Tom York bloody loves a bit of backmasking stuff, doesn't he? Is there backmasking in this? things, yeah. yeah. Is there? He loves bloody <laughs> loves playing what, stuff backwards, what's, doesn't he? What's, what's, back, what's, that? what's that? Just when stuff you play something backwards. backwards yeah. Uh, yeah, he's singing yeah. about witches and singing. Singing about witches singing and fire. Yeah. It's a bit of like yeah. a solemn rocker almost. There's like there's quite a fun uh, 70s bassline towards the end with like some ambient yeah. noise, very much in line with what would have been out at the time, I think, or would have been trendy at the time that the movie's set. Um, it's fine. Yeah. It's a Tom York song with some ambient noise in the background and him going, Ooh. I thought I'd... <laughs> I thought I'd look up the lyrics for this and I typed into Google, Tom York has ended. And I... Uh, <laughs> I didn't like it because <laughs> I got a bit sad. Um, yeah, it's definitely a, it's, it's moody, isn't it? It's definitely a, a bit of a soundtrack to a movie. Yeah, it's a tone piece. It's it's yeah. not really like hugely uh, anything. Uh, here's here's something. Here's something. Uh, the drums are by Noah York, Tom's son. Oh, his son. Yeah, cool. who would have been about sixteen or seventeen when uh, when this was recorded. Uh, there you go. That's sort of sort of interesting, isn't it? Well, yeah, this one is kind of the most just like, like I say, a bit of a backgroundy. It's not meant to be the. F- I mean, it's a soundtrack, so that kind of makes sense, right? Not every song is supposed to be like Suspirium, which is a a song. Yeah, yeah. This is more. Uh, uh, there was a Guardian review. Of this. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I went as far as Wikipedia. Lovely. Hmm. That said, the the soundtrack belonged in the background to ramp up the emotional cues, and as such, is not as satisfying a home listening experience. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's kind of the point. That's what yeah, soundtracks so kind of are. It's really. a soundtrack yeah. to what sounds like a moody film. It's also not like it's a big bombastic fucking Hans Zimmer. No, it's Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack, which has got <laughs> lots of themes. Imagine and stuff, if that's it? what Tom York had done for <laughs> Suspiria, the film about witches. 
<laughs> but also, he'd just done Hans Zimmer's score to Pirates of the Caribbean. Literally. <laughs> a witch starts creeping on stage, just... While some witch is, like, creeping along. That would be good. <laughs> a little bit of xylophone action. Suspiria is about is it means to breathe, doesn't it? And or, or, and suspirium is the is the uh, suspiria is the plural of suspirium. Yeah, Latin, right? Yeah, for, for what? breathing or sighing. Ah, yeah. Is that anything to do with the movie? No. Oh. Uh, the, the, we didn't really need like full thoughts on these. <laughs> well, it's uh, the 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 one thing that is quite interesting that I realised about it. I know obviously the lyrics are very like backgroundy and they're not exactly front and centre. Mm. You know, it's all very floaty and and, and backgroundy and ambient. But it's quite it's quite rare for a soundtrack, an original soundtrack, to have lyrics. Like yeah. obviously, needle drops have lyrics because they're needle drops. But like a soundtrack generally is is uh, uh, instrumental and so to have lyrics that are literally singing about like the witches <laughs> is a bit weird when you think about it yeah i i think it's it's some of it is like what steve said it's like well it's tom york would you want him to not fucking sing on your soundtrack like really yeah. it's tom york he gives you songs and you go nah yeah exactly that. mug um yeah <laughs> with, and the, the the third the there's a few other songs on the soundtrack the three i've picked out as asperium has ended and this third one unmade So far, though, like the soundtrack has just been so calm, and like, and at this point, I was like, "This is definitely for a horror movie because this is beautiful." Come under my wings, little bird. Yeah, it doesn't sound um, like something. I made horror-ish. that sound creepy, didn't I? Sorry. So well, maybe it, but, it it, but it is creepy. It's it's someone being yeah. taken into a coven of witches. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, then like the song sort of dips into a load of vintage sounding synths, like kind of. Um, and there's a yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Blade Runner earlier because there's kind of some futuristic sounding synths in the in these songs. Um, mm. And actually, and certainly the ones you sent us, that I realised at the end of listening to it that I imagine the whole uh, soundtrack does the same thing. But it starts off quite lovely and all a bit calm, and then it all does descend into like just 
horrible, scary sounds and all these kind of synths, and uh, it does it definitely gets a scarier soundtrack. And it's got um, a bit of I choir mean, on it as well. And it's I think got a bit of choir. I think having having a female choir on a film that is about a coven of witches is quite a clever thing to put in your soundtrack. You know, uh, this ha- harmonious sort of female voices. That's quite an, a neat touch, I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. When the when the choir came in. Just sounds like the Mr. Bean intro. That's what I thought about. <laughs> okay. It's exactly the same. And that's where your so, head went. And my yeah. head went to, you know, the film that it's a soundtrack for. And your head went to Mr. Bean. And that's Mr. Just, Bean. It's just different, isn't Steve's, it? Steve's mind is always only a couple steps away from Mr. Yeah, Bean. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot, to be true. honest. I can that's easily get true. to Bean. <laughs> Uh, it's weird, like this, like Steve said, it doesn't sound like it's a horror film because this is like a lovely soft bit. And I thought like, oh, is this from like a nice bit of the film? But I looked it up and apparently it's a scene where the main character asks some young girls if they want to die yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. It's also, it's a sad film though. It it has, it, the right. film has a real atmosphere to it. I think the film is very, oh, very good. boring. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I think the film is really, really good. I, I understand why it bombed because it's in no way commercial, and the people who love Suspiria would have been like, well, "Why the fuck are you remaking Suspiria?" Like the film was right. in nobody's interest except the, the director of the film, who okay. went, yeah. "Actually, I've just won some Oscars. I get to do what I want now." Some kind of blank check, if hmm. you will. Yeah. Um, but yes. It, I, I think the other stuff I've included, we're not going to talk about them loads. I'll play little bits. But I think the other stuff that I've included on there is a bit more horror, right? Or it descends into be a bit more horror. Let's have a little listen to The Conjuring of Ankh. like little piano sketches that are then overtaken by that that female choir very nice the most i know i know they've used this exact choir before on on ants lovely but um Mm. this is the most choral we've heard this season this is like Mm. straight up stick it in a church music you know straight up choir music absolutely yeah all uh all arranged by tom uh, which is cool. Uh, it's, it's cool. Pronou- it's pronounced Thom. You you kind of you kind of expect it from Johnny more than you do uh, from from Tom. The thing that you do expect from Tom is uh, Ambien, which is what the jumps is. Synthy goodness, warm synthy goodness, yeah, and and also using motifs because that uses like the motif from Unmade. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's excellent. Good work on you, my friend. Very, very Tom York <laughs> very as well, Tom though. York. To take a bit, stick it in a loop, 
put it through some bits to kind of use it again, do some job, do some business. But also very soundtrack. You you have recurring themes and, and motifs and stuff. Um, the balance of things leans a bit more into that horror vibe. Uh, you can hear him like mumbling like a madman in, in, in the background and then it gets a mm-hmm. bit, you know, a bit, you know... That's actually way too scary for me, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so we won't be playing any more of that. Uh, yeah. And then the room of compartments is pure horror. But I will say it's not like Psycho or like the conjuring that have these very dramatic scores it's it's a creepy creepy film um Mm. which is probably why they wanted the guy from radiohead right yeah because he was a creepy creepy man yeah because he wrote for the creepy 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 film yeah Yeah. now of course yeah oh they should have just used (sighs) creep yeah that should that would work we'll get to that in a bit there's there's something tom does where all he does is just use creep uh which is great um anyway the the soundtrack was released to positive reviews. It's an interesting piece of work, I think. Um, Tom released some outtakes and like unreleased stuff from it as an EP in February in 2019. Do you remember 2019? Yeah, the last. I was about to say the last great year. It was the last. Uh, it's the most acceptable year I can remember. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think so. Nah, it's all nah. downhill from there. 2019 was big year for me. <laughs> out as a bloody single lad. Bloody oh, hell. Oh, no, it was one of my least favorite He's years. I remember now. I remember yeah. now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then lockdown happened. Oh, yeah. I was that because that. of me? I think it might have been, yeah. <laughs> Spreading it all about. Yeah. Oh, come on. S- super spreader, Steve. Wait, we must simply halt this episode to bring you this message. If you're into music, and I know you are because you're listening to What Is Music, a music podcast about music, and you like music, so therefore music podcasts are your jam because of the music you like, there is another music podcast I implore you check out. It's Gig Gab, which is very hard for me to say, ostensibly labelled as the show for working musicians. It's a fascinating and entertaining look behind the scenes and what it takes to put a live band on stage. Hosted by two longtime friends and podcasters, Dave Hamilton and Paul Kent, discuss everything from booking gigs, getting paid, and working with the crowd to prepping the band, learning the material, and managing the personalities involved. And while the show is said to be for musicians, a surprisingly sizable chunk of their audience are music fans just like you who love hearing about how the sausage is made. So if you're a fan of live music, playing it or watching it be played, be sure to check out GigGab at giggabpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And we just want to say thanks to Dave and Paul for doing this ad swap with us. Okay, back to the episode. During the time of the soundtrack's creation, Tom and Nigel had also been touring Tomorrow's Modern Boxes, which was also now their name as a performing duo. Uh, They just went uh, under the name Tomorrow's Modern Boxes. And that was in between legs of the tour for a moon-shaped pool. Um, And in that time, Tom had been going through a really bad period of like writer's block. And so he and Nigel began experimenting with loops live. They were like creating new songs in front of audiences uh at their gigs 
And then, in June 2019, posters, and they love to do this, posters started mysteriously cropping up in numerous cities around the world. Classic. They were big, full posters, and there was little ones on, like, public transport. You know, you get those, like, uh, oblong adverts on the tube and stuff like that. Yeah. They were like yeah. that. They were all advertising a new company, Anima Technologies. Um, and the advertisements asked questions like, do you have trouble remembering your dreams? Or have you lost your dreams? Or why can't we keep our dreams? Um, and the company advertised that they could capture your dreams with a new kind of dream camera. And it had a phone number on it that you could ring. But what you would get, you'd hear a message that the company had been seized due to unlawful practices. Um, and if, if you, you know, if you knew what you were listening for, you could tell that the message was Tom York's voice. Um, right. <laughs> and so then a few days later, Tom York announced Anima, his third solo album, which was due to be released in a week's time. And then indeed, Anima was released on the 27th of June, 2019. It's nine tracks and 48 minutes long, unless you get the vinyl version, because it's got an extra track on it. Produced by Nigel Godrich. The artwork is by Stanley Donwood and Chocky, um, with a mm. T at the is beginning. Is there a T Knock at the start system. of Choc? Yeah, T-C-H-O-C-K-Y. Only when I saw it wrote down on the Discord the other day was I made aware of that yeah. fact. Because obviously, why would I know based off you saying the word? Because I spelt it the first time I said it. I don't remember <laughs> words and things. The the artwork is it seems it's graphite. It's a pencil drawing of a man falling into a cityscape. I think is that what you guys got from it? That seems like a dream, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Huh? Now I'll tell you what it is. It's the fucking Bliss video. It does look a little bit like the Bliss video. <gasps> always ripping off always every off. fucking opportunity, opportunity. Every yeah. turn. Every opportunity. Um, as I said, born out of a period of writer's block, built out of loops and experimentation between Tom and Nigel. Nigel, in fact, did a lot of work to make them into usable songs, which Tom then wrote vocals over. They were like these huge, sprawling sounds and pieces that, that got edited down into more manageable things. Sometimes just a loop that they could repeat over and over again. And there's bits and pieces of samples all over the record too. Uh, Joey Waranker, the drummer for Atoms for Peace, is sampled on the axe. There's a sped up sample of Phil Selway, the drummer from um, Radiohead, on oh, yeah. uh, Impossible Knots. Um, we've heard the whole record. Uh, I selected out some little highlights from it, or, or just things that I found interesting. The record is in line... With previous Tom York work, I would say, but maybe in some places even more so. Yeah. Yeah, there's a definite Tom York solo sound, isn't there? Mm. That, that is distinct from Radiohead. I mean, it still sounds, you know, like something Tom York would make, shot. Mm. But there is a definite thing he does when he does the solo stuff, which, I mean, to be honest, I'm glad he keeps it there. Yeah, yeah. It's a separate and thing. And so Radiohead yeah. is its own thing. I'm, I like that. Even though there's plenty of good stuff he's done, but I like that it's its own little corner although i think uh anima is much more successful i think in terms uh, compared to like tomorrow's modern boxes which i felt was a bit lacking i think this feels warmer and it's got like some really nice warm deep synth throughout and some really nice like melody and it's just sort of a general nice time um it it feels more substantial than yeah. tomorrow's modern boxes more fleshed out yeah but it's also less like song focused than the eraser it kind of yes. meets them yeah. sort of sort of halfway between the two um but it also has a bit more of a theme 
than tomorrow's modern boxes. Um, and he he continued working with the same orchestra and choir as a moonshaped pool and Suspiria. So he's obviously he's digging on that vibe. There's some choir and some strings on this album. Um, and he wanted to write about anxiety and dystopia. So basically just like the modern day or yeah. the things that Radiohead write about, I suppose, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Although he, yeah. hadn't, he hasn't really done that since Hail to the Thief, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't say that In Rainbows and The King of Limbs and A Moonshaped Pool are about dystopias, you yeah, know? that's true. Um, yeah, they had like personal themes or it was about death or... Yeah, exactly. Rainbows. Or, or rainbows. Yes, exactly. We all agreed that the theme of In Rainbows was rainbows. Fishes. <laughs> about fishes. Specifically weird ones. Uh, but he also took interest in dreams and the psychoanalyst Carl Jung's concepts of the animus and the anima, the, the soul and the spirit. Um, and it's, But it does have the Tomorrow's Bottom Boxes sort of thing going on. There's a lot of ambient sort of noise and some, mm. some uh, like, a lot of stuff that sounds like, oh, have I left my fridge door open? You know, because I right. can just hear, like, yeah. or something yeah. like that. Or just, like, is that someone walking past my window? And I can just hear, like, wow, wow, wow. You know, and that's it's what it sounds Tom like. People... Yeah. <laughs> Peeking over a little. Yeah, yeah. he's doing his little, little peek. Yeah, 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 which obviously we'll get onto in a little yeah, second. Yeah. Um, but we can, <laughs> we can, uh, we can start with the record. I've, I've curated a selection, and I started of all places mm. at track one, which is Ooh. called Choc- it's, it's bold. It's called Traffic. Fixations do a little crossover. They do a little tag team, little Tom right. Cruise reference in a Tom York song. Is there? Show me the money. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah, well, it doesn't come from anywhere else other than Jerry Maguire. It did. It's yeah, not yeah. a phrase that existed. Yeah, it does. Cuba Gooding Jr. says it. It's his catchphrase. Okay, <laughs> that's yeah. his catchphrase in real life. Yeah. Show yeah. me the money. Um, there's a lot of fucking about in that song. There's a lot of pitched and manipulated vocal samples of Tom just going mm. like. <laughs> <laughs> Every single song we cover has a, a, a lyric that I'm just impressed that he put in a song. Oh, what is it this time? This one, just using the word foie gras. 
Oh, great. Song. <laughs> great. Yeah, that's good. That's unusual, isn't it? You don't often see that. You don't. No, no, that's true. I mean, um, <laughs> there's also there's loads of references to like partying with rich zombies and how crime pays, and it's kind of like obliquely. It's probably like obliquely political, right? And the first verse seems to allude to like a digital or unreal space. Um, I love it. It's it's like a real. Uh, this whole album is a bit ravier than. Uh, well, I was gonna say that. I mean, it's got this like. It's pulse running through the song, isn't it? Throughout, um, and I really like the little men. He, what he's quite good at on his solo albums is not necessarily like clear cut choruses or stuff or anything, but there's like he'll do a little pepper in a little melody that's like a little hook, like where he does the after the show me the money bit, um, and it kind of like it's got a little bit of a hook there. But you said in a rave that like there, it does go into this kind of rave section at the end, but it's like a little rave, isn't it? It's, it's, it's like a calm, baby it's rave. like a, a rave, rave for ants. Yeah, it's well, like a tiny. But it is rave. what it is. It's a rave for a yeah. for, written by a forty-eight-year-old man. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? like a calm. <laughs> yeah. You can sit down and nod your head. You can. Um, yeah, yeah. That yeah. sounds like my favorite kind of rave. Well, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If you were to get me to go to a rave, one written by a forty-eight-year-old man, where you get to sit down. Yeah, sounds great. Recliner. <laughs> oh, recliner rave. Yeah. I, I know it's not huge leaps away from Tomorrow's Bottom Boxes and the Eraser and Atoms for Peace and stuff like that, but there is a different, there's a kind of different tone where you guys kind of, uh, could you sense the different vibe of this material? Yeah, it's it's a bit more futuristic, personally. I think it's a bit more forward looking. Um, yeah, it's definitely more uh, warm. I don't know how to put it. Um, I actually find it a bit colder than... yeah. Oh, well, no, do I? I don't find it colder than Tomorrow's Modern Boxes, but I do find it colder than the Eraser. So really, it's just that thing where I'm saying it's like it's a bit in between. Yeah. Well, it's like mm. the flavour of synth, and I can't describe it. Analogue. It's a very... Yeah. It, it, it's oh, that well. Prophet. It's the Prophet 5 that he uses. Um, right. It's a very specific kind of analogue synth. Yeah. That's boring, isn't it? This is definitely like a, a the, the, the Tom York mode, though, that he does when he does solo stuff. Like, you would never hear this with Radiohead. It's a bit too yes. electronic. Even though they've, they've done plenty of electronics in their time in Radiohead, this is too in that direction of like... Because there's still other four other members of the band, isn't there, in Radiohead? Wait, you, what? You think, you think you're going to have to yeah. you're have to do something. Yeah, and one, of them just wa- and one of them just wants to do, you know, all sorts of funny business. Yeah. One of them's Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> two of them are. One of them just exists, and the oh. other one wants to do some... Some bloody guitar. Bloody rock, guitar. Bloody get some bloody guitar on it. Um, the, uh, the 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 track after it is is one that you would potentially be more likely to have like on a Radiohead album. It's called "Last Time I Heard He Was Circling the Drain," and it's it's almost all waves of like colliding synth. There's very few rhythmic properties. There's just layers of synth and Tom's vocals like layered and layered and layered and layered into the kind of this this ambient kind of wash. Didn't pick it. I did pick the one after it, which is called uh Twist. Twist, 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 twist,
vocal sample that that like supplies the rhythm with like soft little guitar parts sort of like plucked out in this very floaty vocal performance you're like this the yay you can you can constantly hear the yay that's the same yeah. sample as 15 step i was uh, gonna ask if it was yeah yeah, yeah it, it's, um, it's this taken. song's called twist isn't it yes it is yes that's okay. right okay how did you know that probably you read it on the back of the cd yeah i read oh, yeah. it on the back of the yeah. cd and, and my vital copy yes yes of course you've seen it on the, back um, of the cd on the grass and those rhythmic layers build and build and build and then kind of dissipate and then at around 340 a different kind of song entirely just sort of emerges out of it it's about seven minutes long this song but i kind of see it as two distinct songs it goes to just that one rhythm and then ambient noises appear and then this very like haunting piano and tom's falsetto and i'm gonna play uh a little bit of it i'll play a little bit kind of unfolds into this expansive sound doesn't it like it completely mm. it's like coming out of a spaceship into space it's so cool like it literally sounds i mean it sounds like something straight out of a mass mass effect and there's a few songs on this album that are very mass effect um <clears throat> i think it's there's a lot of cinematic stuff going on as well considering this isn't the movie score album um movie score album the movie score album like we just did <laughs> um this is uh it's also very different to the song twist by corn so why sorry why have you come to me for do i remember that one <laughs> you seem like you'd be heavily into corn yeah i have never liked anything about corn corn doris is that something yeah <laughs> yeah, no, okay, yeah this yeah the thing with this this song's got like three sort of main vibes yeah movements sort of ch- and i yeah. hate all of them the no, the, no the, I like the first. I like the sort of melodicness of that main synth line in the first bit, and then it does that like vibey dark sort of sound, and then it has these big lush synths at the end, mm. all of which is great. It does make the song seven minutes long. Yeah, yeah, and and I think is, make it fourteen minutes long. Just make oh, all of those bits twice as long. It's ambient, absolute Adam Bate. This, it's, yeah, this this whole album. Like, I love this whole album. If we were including solo albums in our Radiohead like ranking this would be fourth this is wow. above a moonshaped pool my guys yeah 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 it's not often we cover a 10 out of 10 in such like little depth the, you know like just picking out like four <laughs> tracks from it and go so where's the eraser in that that's got to be above this right no, no below it really oh. yeah yeah yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Cool. I, I think i think it actually goes eraser moonshaped pool anima 
Depends. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Razor, Moonship Ball, Anima. Depends. Where's the computer? Be, well, it'll at be the top. At the yeah. fucking top. Right. I was going to say, uh, you didn't say it. The so bed, in bends. rainbows, okay, computer. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Well, no, uh, in rainbows, li- kid A, okay, computer. Oh, li- yeah, lyric yeah, yeah. lyric check of Wobegons of Wobetides. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Lucas's lyric corner. <laughs> Who uses Wobetide in any form this year? Wobetide. indeed. Wobetide. Yeah. My mum uses Wobertide like, more often than a normal person would. I've never what's, heard that. Isn't it like, uh, and more. Never heard Wobertide. Is it like more no, you're fool that him... person. Is it like Wobertide, he should double cross me or something like that? That's insane. Let me just look up the official. Uh... Let's get the official uh, from Lucas's dictionary corner. So Lucas's dictionary Lucas corner. has got so many corners. He's one of the sharpest men alive. Uh, no, Adam, it doesn't mean. Well, it kind of means what you said. Okay. Uh, it means uh, used to warn someone that trouble will occur if that person does something. Yes, yeah, so wo- woe betide that person so, would do X, wo- Y, Yeah, woe yeah. betide the example. Woe betide you if you try that with my sister again. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, go. sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woe betide. Woe betide. Woe betide. Sounds like a detergent. What's woe begone, though? What is woe begone? Well, that's, that's already happened, surely. That's in the yeah. past. I reckon that's already happened. Woe begone. Strongly afflicted, afflicted with woe. Oh, that's me. Adam Whoa. is woe begone. That's Adam me. is woe begone uh, in human form. Adam's inflicted with woe. I think we're, I think this next one that I picked is uh, maybe. I well, I know for a fact that Steve, you've heard this outside of the context of this album. I think I yeah. gave you this album to listen to, but I think Dawn Chorus stuck with you, and you gave it a couple more spins than the rest of the album. Yeah, uh, let's listen to it. I would have just let the whole thing run. I could just listen to that all day. Yeah, yeah that's that one's just a great, just a great song. It's is what I was going to say. Just a great the real song. hot takes people tune in for is that was just such. <laughs> it's just such a hey, great. That's song. good. Next song. I I think this is one of Tom York's best songs yeah, ever. I think it's one of his most successful things he's done. Yeah. Can you imagine though, Adam? How well, maybe not. But this is exactly the sort of song. Also, transfer that synth to just him playing. A little piano. I know. No, but that one of those uh, songs. He could do it. But there's something about the the synth here that and I've heard him play it on solo piano. Uh and it's oh. and it's not the same. Um because the synth there's something very unhuman about the synth. Um and there's something very unhuman about his vocal delivery, which yeah. is just 
dead behind the eyes. Back up the cul-de-sac. It's one note. Come on, Almost literally. Worst. Yeah, yeah. He goes up every now and again, like, chimney bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's it. It's just um, someone who's just been ground down to, like, a fucking paste. And it's got loads of stuff about, I, I think stuff, like, the cul-de-sac brings to mind those that classic Radiohead suburb kind of vibes. You quit your job again and your train of thought. Like, you, like you'll, like, just go numb and... I find it very, uh, very affecting, especially as the more ambient stuff sort of, sort of creeps mm. in towards the end. Um, makes me cry a, a, a number of times that I that I've listened to it. Um, I think Zane Lowe said he cried the first time he heard it. I think he said it yeah. to Tom York, and Tom York put his thumb up and went, "Good, that's the point of it." <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like a very depressing song. I absolutely love it. I heard I heard it when it was released uh, on the radio. Uh, there was I, I um I heard Tom talking about it on I think it was like Radio One on some late night show. It wouldn't have been Zane Lowe because that's like a, a filmed it's thing, an Apple thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember who he was talking to, but this um, I just remember really it, it being very effective. And and I was listening to night at night time and and out of the radio in in the, the van I was driving. It was just something really lovely about it. I think they played it twice in a row. Um, but there's just something so beautiful and heartbreaking about it. And and I love the, and I think the thing that mainly st- stuck out for me was like the really conversational lines, which I know you like, Lucas. So he's like, come on, chop, chop, pronto, yeah. pronto, moshy, mosh. Um, but obviously it's in the name of the song, but this song, it, this song sounds like a sun rising to me. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's that sort of, it sounds like that period of dawn just before the dawn chorus where everything is very, very quiet. Mm-hmm. And, it, and 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 like you say, like yeah, as, as the ambient stuff comes in, that's the sun coming up, and then at the end you can hear the birds, right? At the end of the yeah, song. yeah, at the end, but they're yeah. like the synthetic birds song. It's like um in that kid A game we did the yes. game, <laughs> the, right. the um art exhibition, um when you're in the forest, you've got these birds, but it's all like digital. It's not yeah, it's digital, and that's so a weird bit rate or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some just quietly devastating lines that I have no idea why. Like just if you could do it all again without a second thought. Like just he's offering up these That's things. That's Steve um, all over that line. That is, but he's not saying, "Would you change it? Would you do this?" He just kind of says that, and I think that's just very cool. Um, yeah, it's really nice, um, but yeah, devastating in a way. I have, I have big disagreement that the song sounds like a dawn. Yeah, M- mental, okay. mental as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but that is the intention behind it. It's obviously well, called I dawn chorus. Yeah, yeah, I know, but the, the fact because it's got this like quietly devastating. Thing. I think of Dawn as a very uplifting moment. Well, was you know? it not uh, Harvey Dent who said that the dawn, the, the night is darkest just before the dawn? Mm. I mean, that is true, I guess. That's, uh, yeah. But yeah, I think of Dawn as like this nice, you know. Right, yeah, okay, yeah. Not like quietly gloomy Radiohead song. But now imagine that the sun is rising on Tom York's day. Well, yeah. yeah. And uh, also, the line—the line in this song that I uh, pointed out—is uh, just "it's a bloody racket." It's a bloody racket. Yeah, I yeah. love those conversational yeah. lines. It's a bloody racket. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has the same feeling to me as like "fitter, happier," uh, and and I love the way that the synth is played. The way how, like you think that every chord is going to be the last one to get because it all slows down and then the next chord comes in because it's not on beat, is it? It goes like din 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 din. Yeah, it all that like, slows down like these kind of like waves of of synth. 
Um, it, it, it took on like it, a life outside of the Anima album. It's gently viral on TikTok, on like the whole like section of TikTok that is sad talk. This gets right. used a lot because just the synth on its own just sounds really sad. Um, Adam, yeah, I've never found, my, found myself on that side of TikTok. <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's my, I imagine that's the place where you live. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my main. I always love seeing the small FYP. overlaps, though, in our TikToks when we send each other things that we've seen or... Yeah, you that. sent me one the other day. Oh, it was the Disgusting Brothers stuff. Is what the, yeah, <laughs> anyway. yeah, that's obviously succession talk yeah. there, just sli- <laughs> slightly uh, overlapping. Um, uh, Dawn Chorus, one of his finest uh, achievements. Um, and then the next song, I Am a Very Rude Person. That's so uh, funny to me. It's a Tom York song. <laughs> Feel, feels a bit sexy, but it's also like quite dark. It has like a sultry little bass line and some very hushed vocals from Tom. Uh, and some lovely little rhythmic synth, uh, and the use of the choir in the second half as well. Feels very, very fleshed out in, in a way that tomorrow's tomorrow's modern boxes didn't. And it transitions just like a fucking DJ set. It transitions straight into not the news. find that synth sound so annoying Weep. that one i liken it, it to the, honestly uh, ruins the song i liken honestly it to the it. air horn uh thing that dj <laughs> which makes you think it's going to be like a huge club banger <laughs> well look, this is my thing about this song and a lot of the songs in the album like I said, it, before, it is a huge a club of, banger it's a yeah. bit of a quiet banger yeah like, is it like a gentle banger isn't it like a gentle yeah. bad a gentle badger a hot it's not hot it's a it's like a warm badger this song, no isn't it? it's like cool like what's the oh it's thing? cool is cool it cool badger like a badger <laughs> with shades it's a badger with sunglasses on on a skateboard and the, the flame is blue Oh, what? <laughs> it's a cool yeah. badger. Cold badger. Right, get that knocked up. That's in the T-shirt yeah, uh, section of our Red Bubble. We head there now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think it's intention, and I, you can like it and you can dislike it, that's fine. Its intention is to make you feel uncomfortable, I think. It's like a siren. Uh, it's like a wake-up call. It's not the news, but it's something, you know. It's kind of like the antithesis of a bong, you know. Uh, no? Weep. Weep, 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 weep. That that's the sound that plays in my head when I get any sort of notification from the Guardian app. Yeah, yeah, I reckon weep. so. Today it was about a uh, a shooting in America again. Yay! Oh, classic one of them. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to have that weird uh, 
siren thing go off on our phones in a couple of weeks, aren't we? 23rd It'll of April, isn't it? Or something. Yeah. yeah. Christ, that's going to scare the shit out of me. I'm going to forget, forget for, the, for the first it's, it's 20 not, seconds, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I don't know why everyone's making a big deal of it. It's a very normal thing that loads of other countries do. Yeah. It's, it's weird that we, that we as don't a shithole yeah. of a country have been miles behind on the technology for mm. so long, and so they have to test it. Who's Fine. miles behind? This one feels the most like a dream, I reckon, uh, mainly because of the way that it's like produced with stuff like flying everywhere and all of like the surreal imagery in the lyrics. Who are these people? I'm in black treacle is very... That's like a dream, right? It's like a bad dream when you're moving really slowly away from people that you don't recognise or whatever, right? Do you yeah, know? that thing where you try and punch someone in your dream and it's just like you're underwater and you can't... You, you, you just sort of... Really trying to punch him. Yeah, and I'm always sort of trying goes, to punch Neh. you in my uh, punch someone in my dreams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm familiar with that as a very common reoccurring dream, but I've never it's had that. So frustrating. Well, that's something. There's something there, right? They, it means that you're frustrated with something that you're trying to do and you can't do it, or some something inside dreams. I think it's that Lucas is so hard. Even in his dreams, yeah. he can Hard overcome that and he can just yeah. I can, yeah, I can fucking punch whale on people. I think Lucas could beat the shit out of me underwater. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, I would, because Steve would be cowering, cowering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd have the advantage because I'd be, you know, fucking <laughs> tough lad. Yeah. Um, um, there's loads of business. but it There's never loads feels, of business. But it never feels busy in the way that, like, oh. the King of Limbs feels busy. It's got a lot yeah. of busyness. It's got a lot of busyness. Wait, it's not busy. There's a lot of busyness busy. business. When I'm... Bi- <laughs> when there's a lot, a lot of busyness business. Some of that business, business, some of that business is <laughs> Lucas bait, uh, which is yeah. strings. I, yeah, yeah. Th- there is the strings, and they're cool, and I said they should have been involved in the song more. Mm-hmm. I like the dark tone that they add, but ruined because the... Let's have a little listen to the strings. Oh, you can just hear it in the background there, guys. Honestly, it fucking takes me right out of it and ruins it. I love I it. I like it. I think it's great. Uh, that string <laughs> is so cool. That it's so, like, yeah. so, that's big, Lucas Bay. It's big and, like, dramatic. Dramatic, and, yeah, and yeah. Intimidating. But just in the background. Afterwards, the axe is is like an ambient techno banger. Emphasis on the ambient because uh, the drums are quite synth, subdued. <laughs> synth bending all over the place in that one. Oh yeah, it's the bends. Uh, yeah, it's the bends. Yeah, why yeah. not? Uh, yeah. Impossible knots has like a liquid drum and bass feel. Uh, let's play play yeah. a little bit of it just so we can hear yeah. Phil's uh, oh, yeah. Phil's uh, drums. A little bit of Phil. I mean, it, it kind of shows that it's, it's a Phil uh, sample when, like, notably, like, I'm like, oh, it's the ride symbol. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He loves a bloody ride symbol, doesn't he? Loves he loves a bloody ride symbol. Yeah. Uh, Run Way Away, when it starts, it sounds like it's going to be a classic Radiohead song with, like, those really, like, loose guitar and some strings. And then, like, a Donna Summer I Feel Love type synth comes in. And then a very creepy pitched voice saying, 
that's when you know who your real friends are over like some very very sinister strings who is that because that's it's Tom. I've noted that down is it yeah, Tom? Tom it yeah, sounds yeah. like a lady um, and that's the album I love it uh, it's in it's one of my favourite albums of all time like I said it's weird that we don't we haven't focused this much on something that for me is a 10 out of 10 yeah. uh, but I think that him merging the catchiness of the eraser and the atmosphere of tomorrow's modern boxes and then just like adding strings is such yeah, a good sure. combination that's so good um and i think it shows where he's going with the smile uh okay. but i also think that you don't get stuff like dawn chorus without going through a moonshape pool so right. it kind of it's all kind of tied up in his further career and the stuff that he's done before uh i i, I think it's excellent i think it's excellent I think is it's- it something you guys are going to stick on again or yeah yeah definitely i, I really really like it it's like it's, it's, but it's also it's like peppered with these kind of cyberpunk sounding synths and like huge expansive cinematic sounds and and I think yeah. a lot of it is weirdly Mass Effect. Um, but I really liked it. I still think um, it's it's not a razor level for me, but it's very close. I'd probably if we're going to score it, it'd probably be the same score, which would be a nine. Oh, that's bloody uh, high! Bloody, that's bloody massive. I would also that's say that's really score. high for an album that at the start of the Radiohead season. I would say is like Steve Repellent. Because it's all yeah. electronic and weird and, you know, I think it's interesting. It shows growth. Oh, thanks, man. I actually even put in my notes that I would, I would, this, this would be the sort of thing I would listen to. This would be a passive listen album. This would be a I'm working album. Yeah. Uh, but I can't because of all my constant homework is why. Yeah. Put. And also, would you take off the song that goes, whoop? Whip, 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 whip. No, no, I'd send it to you and I'd say, can you do some magic here okay, and, and like get rid of that and keep the rest? Uh, but I can't listen to any music anymore without feeling immense shame if it's anything that I'm not having to listen to for this podcast. Good, so. good. So the podcast yeah. is working as intended. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, what, where, where do you think it landed in the charts? What, a Tom York solo album? Uh, I know, so I can't really answer that question. Yeah. Top 10? It's 50. Um, it was 50 when it came out on digital, but then three weeks later when the physical release came out, it went to number five in the charts. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so it is, it is a top five album, which is uh, crazy. Uh, it was nominated for Best Alternative Music Album at the Grammys. Yeah, uh, wow. yeah big album. Uh, and, and when it came out, there was also a film made by Paul Thomas yeah. Anderson, of all people. You cannot keep... Paul Thomas Anderson and Radiohead Apart these days. Um, <laughs> it's about 15 minutes long. It was released onto Netflix. It showcases some of the music and it's kind of like a visual representation of the album. You guys watched it, right? Yeah, it's definitely like a dream, isn't it? It's more or less a music video for a few songs. It's like Thriller. <laughs> it's like a long music video, isn't it? Is it, is it like Thriller? Yeah, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool, isn't it? I hated the opening, actually. Like when everyone's in and out of sleep on the train, just kind of their heads bobbing because, like, I hate yeah, that yeah. feeling, and it just made me feel a bit sick. Uh, Lucas hated it because it, it starts dance. with whoop 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 whoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it starts with that song. Tom is very funny in this. It, he's doing his best, Mister Bean. There you go, right for That's sure. The, yeah, <laughs> he's do, he's the doing second like, mention of Mister Bean on this episode. He's doing full on physical comedy mode of Tom York with like all of the like exasperated facial expressions and the yeah. exaggerated movements and stuff. Watching him dive over the turnstile is great. 
Have you seen the combined, it's either a GIF or a video, where he runs, dives over the turnstile, and then it cuts to him diving into the pool from the... Uh, oh, no, that's great. Video. That's it's genius. really good. <laughs> um, yeah, his um, little head peeking over the wall, obviously. Your obviously. Oh, there's some great imagery in it. Uh, the, the tilted yeah. floor is great as yeah, well. That whole mad. bit on the tilted floor and then the dark city streets. And the first time he feels sunlight on his face right at the end, right as you hear the birds on Dawn Chorus. Um I think it's great. It's worth a watch. It's on Netflix if you've got Netflix and it's probably available elsewhere if you don't. Um he stars in it with his with his girlfriend at the time, Italian actress Dejana Roncioni. That She's is Lady on the Train. Yes, the, that is his yeah, partner. And they dance together, yes. Yeah. Uh yeah. they started dating a couple of years before this in, in, in twenty seventeen. Um in August twenty nineteen, Tom York teams back up with Flea to write a song called Daily Battles. For the Edward Norton uh, directed film Motherless Brooklyn. That's a long sentence of words with some famous people in, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and then in September 2020, Tom marries Dejana Roncioni in Sicily uh, with all band members in attendance. There's some very nice photos of them all in suits if you feel oh. that way, you know, if you're curious. I am that way inclined. I am curious. Um, in December 2020, he releases uh, Her Revolution slash His Rope with Burial and Fortet, uh, which are excellent. If you like your sort of ambient electronic dubstep with some Tom York vocals on, it's very much in keeping with the Ego Mirror clips that we played last time they, they worked together. Um, and then in July uh, 2021, he released uh, a song that he was asked, he was kind of commissioned to make a song for... Uh, you, you know they play music on uh, on runways when uh, or, or like catwalks for Fashion Week or whatever. Yeah. Right? If someone's releasing a new sort of like collection, in fact, that's how Twist started. Was he, it was commissioned for him to write music for people walking up and down catwalks. Um, huh. He he did uh, he did another one, uh, and uh, this is what he released. When you were here before Wait a minute look Just like Sounds a bit like creep. It does. So what it is is it's an old acoustic performance of Creep from the nineties that he has taken and slowed down until it's nine minutes long, Uh, and then towards the end he's put on some quite dramatic like synths. I'll I'll play a little bit of of the middle of it. That is called Creep Very 2021 Remix by Tom York featuring Radiohead. Right, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, go. that's what Creep needed, wasn't it? Slowing down. <laughs> Slowing down and with loads of ominous synths. Yeah. Uh, that's quite Blade Runner as well. Um, 
And then in March 2022, Tom York released a solo piano song called 517, and he released it by order of the Peaky Blinders. Yeah? Uh, Well, Tom and Johnny contributed some original stuff to the sixth season of Peaky Blinders. Uh, Like some score, some soundtrack, and Tom York did a couple of solo songs for it, uh, and as well as some stuff from The Smile. But we will get into that soon. That's the end of our little kind of Tom York uh, bumper episode there, because uh, we wanted to give anybody who does like uh, a debut solo album their own episode. So we're going to cover Ed O'Brien's first solo album next week, which just kind of left us with some Tom stuff to tidy up. Um, what do you guys think? What do you think of Tom York in this era? And I specifically want you to focus in on Creep Very 2021 remix Tom York featuring Radiohead. I think it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah it's I would very, agree. very. I would agree. So it is better 2021. than 2021. Creep. <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> but was it music? Oh, yeah. Everything <laughs> apart from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I read a lovely email? Bloody hell, yes. I'm May you read an email? Oh, do you know what? You can. Actually, I've got absolutely no guarantees that this is in any way lovely, okay? Because I've not vetted it. Okay. okay. All right. It's yeah. from, I'm very sorry uh, if I get this wrong, James Weisskittle. Does that sound like it might be right? Does that sound like a name? You've had a go. You've you had, you've had a good go. go. You've had, had a go. go. I've yeah. had a go. They say, Adam, Steve, mm. and Lucas. Mm-hmm. In search That's of some Radiohead related content. Did they content, write them with those inflections? Yeah, I think that? so. I th- no, I don't think I'm adding much to it. I'll give it. Do you want another go? Do you want, do you want me to do another inflection? Yeah, yeah. sure. I can't. I can only think of the one I've just done. <laughs> Weird. Adam, Adam. Stephen Lucas. In search of some Radiohead-related content, I stumbled upon your podcast a while back and was immediately taken aback by, well, everything. From the format to the banter, you guys have struck upon a winning formula. Obviously, I'm a huge Radiohead fan, so I was invested from the start, but let me be the first to tell you that not all podcasts are created equal. Speaking as a former host myself, I fully recognise the time and effort it takes to elevate blokes shooting the shit to a listenable, coherent conver- conversation worth sharing. Oh, did you see me fuck up the words coherent, coherent. conversation? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> to that point, your podcast is a cut above. By far the best show I've stumbled upon in years. Well, that's very kind, James. Again, I did not vet this ahead of time. I did not realise it was just going to be all compliments that from was so embarrassing. Tell me bottom. more. Tell me more, though. You've teased the possibility of going down the REM rabbit hole at some point in the future. I hope this becomes a reality as I'm a massive fan of stipe and co as well keep up the good work fellas and if i don't hear another peep from you thank you for the podcast i can't wait to hear your thoughts on in rainbows it's quite old email as well actually yeah. <laughs> so actually he might well, he might hate the podcast by this point yeah. oh god knows i do uh before we go and while we're talking about listeners i would like to dedicate this uh, episode obviously to one of our Biggest, biggest mates, mates subscribers uh christina kelly uh cheers thank cheers well that brings thanks. us <laughs> many thanks that's the end of this episode thank you very much for listening our next episode is out next monday and we're going to dive into earth <laughs> we're the, dive the eob into album earth. yeah why not why not but first let's know what you think of uh the film suspiria the soundtrack to suspiria tom's third solo album anima uh that remix of creep that he did and released onto spotify for seemingly no reason um you can hit us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at What Is Music Pod, TikTok at What Is Music. If you want to send something a little bit longer, like James did, mostly complimenting us, 
we'll read it out on the show. If it's yeah, not compliments yeah. to us, <laughs> we probably won't read it. Uh, email us, whatismusicpod.gmail.com. And if you liked what you heard here and you thought I'd like some more of that, actually, head over to our Patreon page. Uh, there's all kinds of extra podcast shows. We're revisiting Manistry Preachers. We're exploring different artists, genres, and eras to make themed playlists. There's bonus commentaries. Uh, there's music discussions episodes. There's ad-free episodes of this show. There's a really cool uh, Discord community where we talk to people pretty much every day. And a postcard that says the word machine on it. Uh, if you head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes, you will get up to two podcast episodes every single week. That's crazy. We've gone crazy with content. Should we do an ad that's like those old mattress ads that are like, I've gone mad and slashed my prices. Um, (laughs) There are also other ways that you can support us if you'd like to. If you want one of those cool badger t-shirts you could you could head on no. over to whatismusicpod.redbubble.com or you can send us a little one-off donation over on coffee.com which is ko-fi.com slash whatismusic the best way to support us is still doing what you're doing which is just listening to us you can rate the show you can subscribe to the show you can share it with your friends you can do all of those things that podcasts ask you to do that about does it thank you again for listening but before you go please don't leave me hard don't leave me dry don't leave me high. Don't leave me by. Don't leave me by. Don't leave me high. Don't leave me by. Don't leave me high. Don't leave me by. Don't leave. Don't leave me. Please don't leave.